0: think I might know exactly who's responsible for this and a lot of the other strange things that have been going on around here lately.
1: Really? Who?
0: I don't want to say just yet. I need proof. Well
1: then, let's go get some. Wait,
0: wait, wait. If you don't mind, Mr. Whitaker, I'd like to do this on my own for now.
1: How about this? You do your investigation and then we'll get together and share what we uncover.
0: Sounds good.
1: Just, uh, be prepared. You never know what you'll find.
0: That's another lesson I've learned from you. But, like I said, I think I know exactly who's
2: behind all of this. Mr. Whitaker? Mr. Whitaker? What in the world? In my office, Maury! Mr. Whitaker? Something bad has happened. Something very bad. No, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Just calm down. Okay. Now tell me what's going on. I... I think my sister has been kidnapped. Suzu kidnapped? Well,
2: then we should call the police. No, no, you can't. Why not? Because... Because of who did the kidnapping? Who? Emily Jones. I think Emily kidnapped Suzu.
1: All right, let's start at the beginning. Why do you think Emily kidnapped Suzu?
2: Because Emily recorded it on her phone. This phone. See? It certainly
1: looks like her phone. But why would she record herself kidnapping Suzu on it? Because she always records her cases. Emily had a case against Suzu? No. Well,
2: then who? Me. Emily was investigating me. She's been going around the past few days asking a bunch of people all sorts of questions about some things that have happened since I moved to town.
1: Ah, I see.
2: Then when school let out today, I needed to stay after to work on a computer project. But through the window of the computer lab, I saw Suzu and Emily talking outside. They both seemed upset. Emily grabbed Suzu, but Suzu broke free and rode away on her bike. Then Emily ran and got on her bike and followed Suzu. I cleaned up my project, got my bike, and rode to our house. When I got there, both girls' bikes were outside. I went into Suzu's room. It was a mess. And I found Emily's phone on the floor.
1: Which brings us back to my original question. Why would Emily want to kidnap Suzu? Because...
2: I think Emily was getting too close to the truth. The truth? About what? I... I can't... It's complicated.
1: Maury, I can't help you if you don't tell me everything. The truth about what?
2: It's all on Emily's phone.
1: Here. Hmm.
3: You're listening to AIO Audio News. That was the clip that was released at the end of the Rydell Saga listening party last Wednesday. That clip didn't really have a lot to it in terms of the plot of uncovering anything, but it had a lot about the progressing plot and about the arc going forward, the actions taken. I didn't expect anything that was in this clip from the very first scene to the last and what Maury says, but I do have a lot of thoughts about it, and I'm going to break down this one Literally line by line. I'm gonna comment I'm gonna comment on every single line in this clip. So let's go back to the beginning.
0: And a lot of the other strange things that have been going on around here lately. Really? Who?
3: I don't want to say just yet. I need proof. Oh come on, Emily. So the reason here the reasoning here is that Emily doesn't want to say it because she needs proof about who did it before she tells wit. But she says later on, I think I know exactly. Who did this? And she assures Wit, "Yeah, I know who did this, and it's not going to be a problem for me to figure out this information." Why doesn't she tell Wit? Look, this looks bad on a writing standpoint. I'm not. I'm not saying Philo is a bad writer. He's great, but I don't understand why he would put this in there because we already had the suspense previously from waiting to the end of "Further from the Truth" to the beginning of this episode to find out what Emily's going to say, and then she doesn't say it, and we have the suspense of waiting from scene one to scene two. You didn't need to continue that suspense. And I get that, sure, she does, it is pretty much revealed in scene two who she thinks it is. I guess? Maybe? Maybe this is all just a ruse and what Emily, who Emily really suspected, isn't Maury, as Maury says in scene two. We'll have to see. But, uh, it it just looks bad. Makes me feel icky. Anyway, let's go on. Well then,
1: let's go get some. Hmm.
3: So this is a strange line from Wit that he says right there. And I don't exactly know how to take it. Maybe Witt's saying, well, I can help you find the proof that you need. And it's interesting because Wit really wants to know. He wants Emily to say who it is. But that leads into Emily's next line when she says... Wait,
0: wait, wait. If you don't mind, Mr. Whitaker, I'd like to do this on my own for now.
3: This is strange because Emily was saying at the beginning of Further From The Truth that she wants to be included in the escape room mystery. Also, at the end of Sacrificial Escape... If you find out any way to catch the person who did this, would you let me know? I'd like to help. And then Wit says, "I'll I'm sure I'll need a good detective." And again, Wit says, "Beginning further from the truth, we'll include you when the time is right." So now that Emily is here, saying, "I think I know exactly who it is," especially because involving programming and a lot of math and stuff like that, and she doesn't tell Wit and says, "I want to do it by myself." Does she suspect Wit? That's the question that I have. I don't I'm not fully understanding here. There are gaps in this logic as well, but you know, I I'm rolling with it. So then Wit says,
1: "How about this? You do your investigation and then we'll get together and share what we uncover."
3: This made me really excited when Wit said this because it sounded like he's referencing the recording saying that he'll do his own investigation, although he's not really saying that. And I guess I don't know why Wit's playing along with Emily instead of saying, why do you want to do this by yourself? He's just saying, okay, okay, we'll do it. Also, there was something that I put during the listening party that Adventures in Odyssey commented on and said that the recording will be brought up again in the future. And I am very glad that the plot point was not dropped. Anyway, let's go on. Sounds good. Hmm, Wit and Emily both sound a little bit too cheerful in this scene. Even in the last episode, maybe, maybe, I don't know. We'll get to more about wit's sincerity in the next scene, but in the meantime, also I want to mention Emily's vocal register or her, her tone is slightly different than the last one, and I hope that the sound designers or the master engineers who go through this episode will make that seamless in between "Further from the Truth" and this one, so that I can't tell it's a different take. Anyway, let's go on.
1: Just uh, be prepared; you never know what you'll find.
3: Does this mean that Wit knows what she'll find? I don't know what this is right here, but if Wit's saying, be prepared, you never know what you'll find. In the way that he's saying it, it sounds like Wit is hiding something, or that Wit also knows what's going on. And to that effect, why doesn't Emily just tell him if Wit also knows what's going on? And also to that effect, why doesn't Wit insist that he help if he says, okay, this might be dangerous? Is he taking it lightly? Is he taking it seriously? What's he doing here? It's strange. It's very strange, but... Let's go on to what Emily says next.
0: That's another lesson I've learned from you.
3: I think this is a goof. I don't think Emily has said either in this clip previously or in Further From The Truth or, I don't know, even in A Sacrificial Escape that she's learned something from Wit. So saying that's another thing that I've learned from you implies that there was uh, another, another thing that she had learned from Wit or that she had said she had learned from Wit earlier and that should be being referenced here, but I can't find it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's go on.
0: But, like I said, I think I know exactly who's behind all of this.
3: Then just tell Wit! Okay, I'm done harping on that. Mr. Whitaker! Mr. Whitaker! Really good acting from the beginning from Atticus Schaefer. Really good. I'm going to say that right now. There were some other people in the chat that were saying that. Hannah Morgan also said that. He's really good. Okay, let's go on. What in the world? In my office, Maury! What in the world is actually quite a rare phrase on Odyssey. It's been used a couple times. It was used by Emily previously in Further From The Truth when she realized her stuff was missing in the, uh, spoiler alert, fake imagination station adventure, or fake cobble box adventure, I guess, rather. Um, And also, this scene is one of the first between Mori and Wit. Um, No, I, I guess I can't say one of the first. It's one of the few. And in this one, Mori is actually opening up to Wit, it seems like. So I am concerned about the chemistry here because Wit still has suspicions about Mori. Maybe that comes across in the way Wit talks to Mori. But I hope Wit's intuition is better than mine here, because I'm just really naive in this scene. Anyway, let's go on. Hi, this is Lee from the future, and I was just listening to this again, and I realized that Wit is able to recognize Mori's voice even though Maury isn't in the room, which makes me think that if he hears the recording and hears Maury's voice in it, he might be able to recognize that it's Maury's voice. I think, and I hope, that's all I've got to say. Mr. Whitaker, something
2: bad has happened. Something very, very bad. good. No, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Just calm down
3: okay now
1: tell me what's going on
3: i I believe this is taken wit by surprise in any case maury is really playing this up atticus schaefer is a great actor maury himself is also a really good actor because i believe he's making this story up i don't think it's true i do have some thoughts about it so let's go on i think my sister has been kidnapped kidnapped this was referenced Both in A Sacrificial Escape and in Further From The Truth. At the end of A Sacrificial Escape, Wit says, You've trespassed, tampered with property, held people captive. In Further From The Truth, Maury says, What if somebody kidnapped them? Kidnapping? Why would you say that? We have no proof of kidnapping. And Suzu is very put off by the idea of kidnapping. The mystery eventually unravels in Further From The Truth that Matthew's family is being held captive by Maury. Um, and then at the end of the episode, again, Suzu says it's strange that the adventure would involve a kidnapping. Mori says, I don't know. And then Suzu says, well, it just doesn't seem like something Wit would put into the adventure. So for Mori to be saying kidnapping, again, here, one, if this is real, what? And two, if this isn't real, good foreshadowing. Suzu kidnapped? Uh, no, it's Suzu, not Zuzu. Let's go on. Well, then we should call the police. No, no, you can't. Why? Why can't you call the police? You can call the police. Also, one, wit does really seem a little bit chilled about this. Maybe he's testing Maury by the way that he's speaking here and saying, well, we should call the police. And Maury's saying, no, 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 don't do that because I'm making it up. What do you think Emily's going to do? If you call the police, the police can handle a middle school-aged girl, which is who Emily is. Remember that. So Maury is obviously lying. Obviously. Quite obviously. If he doesn't want the police to get involved, he's doing something to trick Wit. And that's what I find so interesting here, that Maury is finally going to the top and trying to deceive Wit in all this, if he that's actually what he's doing. And I'm interested to see, one, what's the recording that he has, and also, does Wit believe it? So let's go on.
2: Why not? Because,
3: because of who did the kidnapping? This is Ooh. good suspense building right here. Emily Jones. I think Emily kidnapped Suzu. That's a good cliffhanger, but also it doesn't make sense. Why? All right,
1: let's start at the beginning. Why do you think Emily kidnapped Suzu?
3: I like that bringing the scene back from the commercial break with Wit saying, "All right, let's start from the beginning." I do like that scene change, but again, Wit does not seem concerned. Why not? Because Emily recorded it on her phone. This phone. Maury is very smart. Maury is probably the smartest person in Odyssey. He outsmarted Wit. Don't forget that. In A Sacrificial Escape, he says that he bested Wit. He outsmarted Wit. And I believe him. I think he's smarter than Wit if Wit let his guard down. Which Wit certainly had in that episode. So... Maury is not just gonna rush in and say, I know there are bad things happening, and Wit say have Wit say, oh, okay, I think you're the bad guy now. Maury's gotta have a real plan behind this. And so Maury has the evidence. He has Emily's phone, at least from what Wit says, and he has a recording on that phone, which he has made to deceive Wit. I believe to deceive Wit, unless this is all true again. And Maury's just capitalizing on what Emily has done. So all that to say, Maury is a genius, and he's not going to let any plot hole slip through, except maybe one that we will use to catch him. Let's go on. See? It certainly looks like her phone. How do you know what Wit's phone— fo- Pfft, which phone? Emily's phone. Never mind. Let's move on. But why would she record herself kidnapping Suzu on it? Because she always records her cases. <laughs> this line me... This li- I can't even talk today. This line struck me in two ways. One, what? Emily records her cases? I haven't heard that before. And also, two, as funny because, one, Jared Dwight recorded his cases, and that's funny. And it makes... It seems as though all of Emily's narration that she's done for her mysteries has just-, just been recordings on her phone. And I think that's so funny. And if Phil Weller actually does that with whatever this actual recording is, I'm going to love that. Emily's just been recording on her phone the whole time instead of talking to the audience, which, cool. (laughs) Great. Let's move on. Emily
1: had a case against Suzu? No. Well, then who? Me.
3: Emily was investigating me. This is one of those lines that we can take in two ways. One, I can say that Maury's lying and that Emily was really investigating Suzu. Which I think is likely. I don't think Maury is the villain here. I think he is a villain. Because he had a hand in a sacrificial escape, he has some culpability for it. He must have been the voice. He has to be the voice. Not because it's played by Atticus Schaefer but because I knew it was Maury before the episode even began. Get that in your heads, guys! Uh, but if Maury is telling the truth about this, that Emily was investigating him, then why didn't Emily just say that back in the previous scene? Which makes me think that Maury is lying here. The way that this episode is set up makes it either predictable, or I'm just good at predicting it. Either way, it's predictable for me. And if it's not predictable, then... Okay. Alright, I'll I'll see how this goes. Let's move on. She's been going around the past few
2: days asking a bunch of people all sorts of questions about some things that have happened
3: since I moved to town. This is genius because he's telling the truth here. He's saying there have been some things that have happened since he came to town. This is so good. So one, this clip says that this scene takes, takes place a few days after Further From The Truth, which, okay, sure. And... It also means that Mori is acknowledging the previous incidents. Some things. Also, if any of you knew, if any of you out there know what the encoding the Enigma book is, please tell me what it is because I have no idea. Okay. All of that is what Maury's referring to here. Also, the mysteries in Clubhouse magazine, which whatever. Um. So, by admitting this, Maury's admitting his past, and he's bringing all these pieces of evidence to light. And I believe that in saying this, he's going to try to pin it on Suzu, who might actually be the real culprit. Mori could be lying. And I don't know what to hope here, because if Mori's telling the truth, and it means that Mori was innocent the whole time, and he's not innocent, he has to go to jail somehow. There is no way he cannot go to jail. I have said this over and over and over. But anyway, but the other option here is that he is lying, and it's not Suzu then it's brilliant that he's bringing this up because, again, Maury is a genius and he has a reason for bringing all this up. Let's move on. Ah, I see. In that line, does Wit know what Maury's talking about and saying, Huh, oh, I see. I remember those things that have happened and so they were connected to you somehow? It seems like Wit is processing here and I don't think that Wit in these episodes has been given as much intelligence as he, uh, as he actually has. Maybe he, Maybe he does. And we're just missing something. I want, by the time this saga is over, to have Wit have been the master. And have Wit have been the one with the most knowledge at the end of this. Don't let Mori best you, Wit. You're the smart guy here. Be the smart guy. <laughs> Be the smart guy. <laughs> Let's move on. Then when school let
2: out today, I needed to stay after to work on a computer project.
3: Really? Oh, really? Nowhere previously in this saga have we heard that Mori has computer expertise, but we did hear in A Sacrificial Escape that he knows how to at least uh, use the computer that is connected to all the devices in Woodsend. I don't think Mori has to have computer expertise. I think he doesn't necessarily need to know, but in saying this, he is validating Emily's theory about him if he's really saying the truth that Emily was investigating him but it's meaning that Mori actually does have computer knowledge, which how could Emily have known that? There's no way she could have known that. I am harping on the same things over and over again, but anyway, sorry about that. Move on. But through the window of the computer lab, I saw
2: Suzu and Emily talking outside. They both seemed upset. Emily grabbed Suzu, but Suzu broke free and rode away on her bike. Then Emily ran and got on
3: her bike and followed Suzu. This is... Obviously, the climax of Mori's story, or or a climax. The climax is when he finds that his room is a mess, or her room is a mess, rather. But this is the part that's most in question. Is Mori making this up, or is it actually true? And if it's actually true, did Emily have a good reason for grabbing Suzu? And if it's false, why is Mori making all this up? We can just go back to Emily. Unless Mori kidnapped Suzu and Emily to keep them quiet. Uh, anyway, let's move on. I I cleaned up my project, got my bike, and rode to our house. How do you clean up a computer project? Is you just save the files or whatever? Or were you working with wires or something like that? Let's move on. When I got there, both girls' bikes were outside. I went into Suzu's room. It was a mess. Then where are they? If they're not in Suzu's room, and if they're not in the house, why are both bikes outside? They couldn't—they can't be too far away. Maybe Suzu's hiding somewhere in the house, and Emily's also hiding. It's weird. Mori's story has a couple gaps in it, like right here. And I think if you pay close attention, you can see him. Um, but he's focusing on the exciting parts of the story when telling it to Wit, so maybe Wit won't pick up on that. But also, the question that I have is, with Mori's background in the even-numbered Rydell episodes with key suspects... Gooden people and further from the truth, those conversations with Suzu mean that Mori has something behind it. Again, key suspect, please tell me you had nothing to do with the locker incident at school, the gooden people. Then the answer is yes, you did have something to do with this. Further from the truth, there's something you're not saying. All of that means that Mori has some hand in this. He is not innocent. He knows what he's saying right here. Again, I'm going to, I'll say this again. I am probably repeating myself. Let's move on. And I found Emily's phone on the floor. Why was it on the floor? Let's move on.
1: Which brings us back to my original question. Why would Emily want to kidnap Suzu? Because I think Emily
2: was getting too close to the truth.
3: Ooh, this is the line that the truth is that Maury is guilty, I believe. But also, he's, I believe, spinning the truth to say that Suzu is guilty, which is, one, a low blow for him to blame his sister for this. Or maybe he's telling the truth, which he can't be. But in saying Emily was getting too close to the truth, he has labeled the truth. He said it out loud to Wit, and Wit calls him out on it in this next line. The truth? About what? And also note that the keyword word truth is being used here, further from the truth. Maury responds to this with... I... I can't... It's complicated. Oh, please explain, Mr. Rydell. You who would know what complicated means. I believe you do. Let's go on.
1: Maury, I can't help you if you don't tell me
3: everything. Also, I can't stop your diabolical plans to take over Odyssey unless you tell me everything.
1: The truth about what? It's all
2: on Emily's phone here. Hmm.
3: And that's where it ends. July 14th is the day we figure out what happens after this scene. I think this is a brilliant move to release these first three scenes because it. Diffuses what happened in Further From The Truth, but that at the end of A Sacrificial Escape, the stakes were so high, and the expectations for me were so high for that episode, that Further From The Truth could in no way live up to that. And when the first scene of Further From The Truth was what really let me down, then we get this episode, which proves, okay, we're not going to let you down with this, we're really going to give you something, but we're going to give you a little while to stew over it and to see what emily's intent is and what wit's intent is and to ponder what happens next in the episode and i think that's a brilliant move on on the writer's part and on phil lally's part to introduce us to the conflict of the episode and have that fall out from there not the wrap up from the previous episode let's get that out of the way and give that to the fans just give that one to him and i think it's going to make the story all that better so we have the first few scenes Wits intuition from a sacrificial, excuse me, not a sacrificial scheme, from the writer's ruse, I think I do trust. But I also am wondering about Emily. I don't know if I trust her. I think she has the right idea. She might be going insane. It seems like if this is a true story that Maury's saying, Emily was seriously traumatized by what happened in Further From The Truth, and I feel really bad for her. She needs help. Um, But if not then uh, Maury's terrible. Maury's a bad guy. And there's no way around that. I am really, really looking forward to this. So thanks for sticking through all of this. I know I rambled quite a bit, but that was the clip. That was all my thoughts about it. If you have any theories that you would like to tell me, please tell me. You're listening to AIO Audio News. <laughs>